Bienvenidos. Welcome to Authentico Podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. My name is Gabriela Ramirez Arellano, and I am so excited about how well our latest episode was received and all the conversations it sparked. Alejandro and I are really excited and love all of your engagement. So whether you're leaving a comment, asking questions, or you want to be a guest, Alejandro and I are back and ready to have these conversations with you. Alejandro, ¿cómo estás? Hola, Gaby. I am doing really well. I am also very excited about um, everybody that received the podcast. Hola a todos. Muchas gracias por tomarse el tiempo de escucharnos y por todo el soporte ¿no? que nos han brindado este, desde que sacamos el primer episodio este domingo. Y este, it's incredible, really, to have the support of the community. And in today's conversation, we will continue to be talking about identity, uh, specifically Hispanic identity the, in the U.S., how we see ourselves, identidad hispana en los Estados Unidos, cómo nos vemos a nosotros mismos. And our guest today, yes, we have a guest. Our guest today uh, comes with a story of one that can be shared with many. Fernando Estrada, a native of Mexico City, is a communications expert. She moved to St. Louis 10 months ago. Can you believe that 10 months ago? And is looking forward to continuing her professional growth. Currently, she is the marketing and program manager at the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. She holds a bachelor's degree in science communications for, from La Salle University. And guess what? She also just got a new puppy and is beautiful. So um, welcome, Fernanda. Um, welcome, welcome. How are you doing? Welcome to Authentico Podcast. ¿Cómo estás? Hi, Alejandro and Gabriela. I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for the invitation. Uh, I'm very happy to be in here to be your first guest in this uh, amazing podcast. So thank you very much uh, for having me here. And, uh, and hello to everybody. Thanks for watching us. Yes, Ale uh, Fernanda, I am really excited about getting to know you because you started at the chamber after I moved to my new position. So sh can you share with us your story? What brought you to the U.S. and specifically to St. Louis? Yeah, well, as Alejandro mentioned, I am from Mexico City. Um, I moved here 10 months ago. Um, the reason why I'm here is because my husband was transferred from his job. So he got an opportunity, a new position here, and he works at Bungie. So, um, so that's why we are here. I mean, we were dating in Mexico. We were just like boyfriends. Everybody was living with um, our parents. So when he got the position, he was like, hey, uh, I have uh, this new job in the United States. And I was like so excited for him because uh, it was like um, the biggest dream for Beto. Uh, Beto, that's the name of my husband. So um, his big dream was um, move and work here to the United States. So when he told me that, I was so excited for him because it was like you achieve your goal. You, your dream no, is cool. true. Yeah, yeah, so it was like, I'm very happy for you. But at the same time, it was like, okay, so what's going to, what's going to happen? I mean, with, with us. And, and he told me, well, I'm, I'm, going to mar I'm, I'm going to marry you. I mean, if you want to, I want to, to, to marry with you so we can start a new life, a new family in the United States. So it was like a big surprise for me because it was like, of course, I want to do it. But at the same time, I'm feeling like sad because of my family, my friends, my job, because all the things that I, I, 
I was living in Mexico. So then um, when I shared this with my parents, also they were like very excited because, because of this opportunity that Beto just had. And they always support me. They always told me, yes, if this is something you want to do with him, is, is this something that you think it's going to help you like in your professional growth, or personal or professional, do it. So then um, we decided to, to, to move here to St. Louis. Uh, we got married in COVID. It was a very, a very quick wedding. Uh, we just like a few guests, like maybe just 10. And then we just moved here. Um, and it has been an amazing adventure and experience. So I'm very happy that I took the decision to move here uh, with him because I mean, I'm, I'm so happy right now. All the new things that I have been learning in a new country, new language, new culture, it has been like a amazing and with many challenges that I have never believed that I was capable of. And I'm surprised also for myself, for everything what I, I, I was, I'm, I'm doing all the things that I have done. Well, you know what? Uh, something that I mentioned at the beginning, which is uh, we have a guest today with uh, a story of one that can be shared with many. And that is something that um, uh, uh, many of us are immigrants to this country uh, can relate to because we are a living family, we're living friends, we're living everything that we knew to, to, um, to, to move here to, to this country. So um, that's something that uh, uh, many of us can relate in, 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 in this journey that we have. And um, you, you taught something really, really um, important that I, that I heard, which is that you were surprised of all the things that you've achieved. Um, would you sharing those with uh, with with our viewers today? What uh, what are some things that you've done that you you're thinking? Oh my gosh, I'm doing this. Yes. Well, first of all, at the beginning, I was not able to work because I I haven't like the the license or the permission to to work, so mm -hmm. I was just at home. So that was like the first challenge that I faced because in Mexico, I was living with my parents. So my mother was in charge of everything, I mean, around the house, you know, like cleaning, cooking. Like, I mean, my mom was doing everything for me. So then mm -hmm. when I moved here and the first morning I was like in the kitchen with eggs and was like, and now how I'm going to do the scramble eggs. I mean, I mean, I, I know that it's so, I mean, it's like, I know it's easy now, it's easy now, but then it was like so difficult for me to, okay, so what's the first thing I have to put? It was like, oh my God, I don't know. So those <laughs> things and silly things, they were challenges for me that I faced. And then now I do omelets, scrambled eggs, pancakes, soaps. I mean, now I cook so many things, so, so many things that I, I really, maybe one year ago, if somebody was telling me, hey, one year, um, one, one year, un año después, you're going to do all of these things, I will say, no, you're lying me. Of me cooking? Not at all. So now it's like, I, I just I can't believe that I, I love cook. You know, I love cook. Also, for example, cleaning the house. I mean, I never know how to vacuum the carpet, how to turn on the, the vacuum, how to clean a bathroom, how to clean like all the, the house, you know, and I really enjoy it. So the first month that I, that I was at home, I really 
I love those months because I really learned so many things at home. Uh, so um, also I um, some valore a mi mamá, you know, because in Mexico it's like my mom is there, and but now that you are alone here in Mexico, you just realize all the things that your mom uh, done for you, like the whole your whole life. So it was like all the time I was thinking in my mom because it was my mom was doing all of these things always, all the time. And I never, I never realized it. So also, um, that's something that I was like with feelings, you know. So that's yeah. like the first big challenge of the first uh, thing that I'm very proud of. The second one was then when I got my permission to work. That's another challenge that I faced because I was worried because I had no experience here in the United States. Uh, also, I learned English at school, but like, I mean like the grammar, vocabulary, like the like the general things were never like in a conversation. So when I got here, it was like, I don't know how to speak with somebody. I don't know how to, to have a conversation with somebody because I know the words in my head and I know everything, but I don't know how to, to talk. So it was like very frustrated for me because I was worried because I was in my head was how I'm going to get at work here if I'm not going to make in a good interview or if I'm not able to speak in English correctly. So I started to, to read books in English, to watch television and all everything in English. So I took also uh, classes. Uh, well, I, anyway, I was very afraid of, of talking in public. So then... Mm -hmm. uh, the, then the next challenge was the, the interviews. So Carlos Ramirez interviewed me for the position here at the chamber. And I was so nervous, so, so nervous. Anyway, I got the position. He believed in me and he gave me the opportunity. So, well, now I have the work. Now, my first day, it was like everything is in English, the emails, the uh, staff meetings. So the, my first staff meeting with you, the, with, the, with the, um, the chamber, I was so afraid to talk because it was like, what am I going to say? I mean, even <laughs> introducing myself, it was hard for me because it was, okay, I'm from Mexico and that's it. I mean, I don't know. And now I'm talking with you in English. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm surprised because it's like all the things, all, 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 I mean, I know that sometimes we commit mistakes or sometimes we are not like doing the grammar correctly. But at some point, I think it doesn't matter because anyway, if I don't talk, if I don't start like um, practice, I'm not going to improve. I mean, I know that I'm going to come um, make mistakes, but it's fine because that's the way I'm going to learn. So that's why I think, okay, enough, enough to be afraid. I have to talk. So that's another thing that I'm very proud of, me, all the things that I, que he logrado so far. So that's, mm -hmm. that's <laughs> Oh my gosh, there is so much in there to unpack. And so many things that we could be like, okay, esto o esto, but, and I know we're laughing, right? But it's amazing, like you said, um, and I always think of it as reinventing yourself, right? So you came, you moved out of your parents' house and all of a sudden you were a wife, right? You were in charge of the house and so you had to reinvent yourself for that situation. Y luego de repente cuando ya empezaste a trabajar, tener que aprender otra vez la cultura, tener que aprender el modo de que funcionan las cosas aquí, que es muy diferente a nuestro país, right? So reinventing yourself in a professional way. Um, so I am so proud of you because those are very 
they seem easy, which is why we're laughing, making eggs and, you know, speaking, but they're hard. They're hard if that has not been something that, you, that you've been used to, and especially um, coming to a new country. So I know that in a previous episode, we talked about not knowing what the labels of Hispanic, Latino, Latinx meant. Um, and I, I think Alejandro even mentioned that he had done some research. What has been your experience with those terms? Do you identify with one of them or how do you see that conversation? Because we are celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month and I've seen some comments on other, not related to Autentico, about people questioning the word Hispanic, about questioning the word Latinx. How does Fernanda feel about that and, and where do you identify? Um. Yeah, well, actually, all those terms, I I didn't knew them after I came here. So all the time, I always think that I was a Latina. Because in Mexico, that's how we all call each other. Like, we are Latinos. But then, when I came here, I realized that maybe I am not, or I don't, actually, I'm not very sure. I'm, I'm just still confused because I don't know if I am Latina, but at the same time, I am Hispanic. Because I know that the Hispanic people is the people who speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. But I'm also, I think I am a Latina. So mm -hmm. I don't, I actually, I, I think that for me, it's a, real, a little bit confused. I, for me in personal, I think I'm both. I'm Hispanic, but at the same time, I am a Latina. But I don't know. I mean, it's like a confused terms for me anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think that is really reflecting of the general population because uh, there's a poll by Gallup that came out that said that the majority of the Hispanic population in the United States are indifferent as to what term they want to use. Um, mainly it's because, again, these terms are not necessarily um, something that we are growing up with. It's something that is kind of like imposed to us as to you have to be defining yourself as this. So that's why hay veces que, que, por ejemplo, tú y yo, este, Fernanda, llegamos y dijimos, no sé qué es esto. I don't know what this means. I don't know what these are. And that's, uh, again, it's reflecting with the general population that say, I really don't care about the terms that are used. But when, the, when this poll asks the other question as to, if you had to choose, which one would you choose? Is it Hispanic or Latino? And that 23% said Hispanic. But, but again, this is very, uh, this is quite of a low uh, percentage of the people that are saying, I'm comfortable with this, you know? Uh, again, the majority said, it doesn't matter how you um, uh, identify them, how do you refer to, to a certain demographic. So I think what you're sharing with us right now is something that is going to be uh, connecting with our audience potentially because that's something that we're all um, uh, dealing with. And as we're talking about this, it is a journey. It is something that you just uh, start with and then you just develop and, and, and you research, you think who you are, you maybe understand the terms, maybe you're doing some research, but again, it is a process. And with the Hispanic population, we're all very different. We all come from different countries and different cultures. Uh, even though in Mexico, we, the, major, the, the majority of the language is Spanish, we have so many other different languages. For example, in Oaxaca, hay un montón, un montón de lenguas indígenas que se hablan, and they don't speak Spanish at all. And there's mm -hmm. so many other languages. So there's also another layer there to consider yeah. when we talk about Mexicans as Hispanics, as Latinos, there may be some that don't speak Spanish at all. 
So, you know, that's also something to take consideration. But another question to you is, um, uh, you moved to this country 10 months ago, uh, kind of uh, um, uh, new in a way. So um, how, uh, what are things that, that you see have you've changed um, uh, about your, that something that has changed on you after you move here? What are some things that you've seen on yourself? Mm, well, the first thing I will say that definitivamente madure más, you know, because in now we are here alone. We don't have any family. It's just my husband and myself and that's it. So I think that, um, sí, o sea, madure y tal vez como más independiente porque sabes que there's nobody else around you. I mean, of course, I have friends. I have you. I mean, I have like, I have friends, no? But mm -hmm. we don't have, you don't have like your mom that you know that's uh, the next, in the next, um, in la siguiente colonia, así como en México decimos, no? Que right. está en la siguiente delegación, no? Que manejas en 15 minutos and you are there. So you, you know that you don't have somebody there that's going to be always for you. So I think that's, um, me volví como más independiente. Uh, for that reason, I think that for Beto it's the same. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And also at the same time, we build, we are building like a family, uh, a strong family, more than if we were, if we even been in Mexico, I think so. Because as we are alone here, we are more like together, we have a better communication. So I think that my family and my relationship with my husband is stronger than it was in Mexico. I know that uh, they, they were just a couple and now we are um, a family. I know that it's different, but anyway, I feel a different connection with him. And I think it's because here we are alone in a different in a different country. So that's another thing that I, I noticed that it's having changed for me and for him. And also maybe that I, maybe I'm more strong in my feelings because um, of course I, I missed my family, I missed my dad, my, my dog that I left in Mexico, uh, my mom, all my family now with this COVID situation, it's difficult because you, mm -hmm. you want to, to see them and you just, you just can't because you can travel. Uh, or maybe you can travel, but it's like a, a risk that they need you can't uh, get sick or something, no? So maybe with all this COVID situation, it's difficult because you want to be with them, but you can't, so you have, to be like more stronger in your feelings. So that's maybe another thing that I think that I haven't changed um, in this in these past months, because also uh, last year, it was our first Christmas and New Year's that we have been alone. So that also was another shock for us because it is Christmas and we have <laughs> yeah. year, year around them. So exactly. also was like a, another thing that it's okay. It, no, no, nada va a pasar. No, no nos vamos a morir. Vamos a disfrutarlo a nuestra manera. Vamos a ser fuertes. Because if we cry together, no vamos a avanzar. Entonces tenemos que echarle ganas. Tenemos que salir adelante. Tenemos que ser fuertes. Podemos, sí podemos con esto y con más. Entonces yo creo que eso es lo que he cambiado, ¿no? Somos más fuertes, independientes y unidos. Parece entonces que... Eh, la mudanza a San Luis y a Estados Unidos les ha ayudado bastante en su relación. It's made you stronger. It's made you more independent, I feel, and empowered. And again, I, I don't know you very well, Fernanda, but from what I see in the conversation that you're having, 
um, had you done research about St. Louis or what are you finding here about the la gente, la comunidad and um, what resources or connections or what would have helped you in the beginning? Because I'm sure that being at home was probably a little isolating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes, very much. Well, uh, at the beginning, of course, um, I wanted to learn about St. Louis, the new city that I was just uh, arriving. So um, I searched on Google, like, what's living in St. Louis? So why living in St. Louis is the best option? So then I found, like, it's um, a very good city. Like, it's very calm. Like, it has, like, a very large community that it doesn't have a lot of Hispanic people like other countries. But anyway, that you can find, anyway, people um, as you or Hispanic or Latina. Uh, also, I'm... I learned, I, I found like um, here in this city, we have very, the seasons como muy marcadas. So, so that's something mm -hmm. that people love about living in St. Louis. So when I just uh, read all those things, it was like, oh, so it seems like St. Louis, it's a bit, it's a best option to live here. But that's it because I was at home. So I was really like in a bubble, like without and knowing mm -hmm. the, the, the real world. So when I really realized what was living in St. Louis was when I started working at the chamber because then I just also met this and the, the Hispanic community in St. Louis and also the community in general in St. Louis. So then I really met and realized why it's living in St. Louis. And it's really amazing because um, even, I mean, I know that we are not a lot of Hispanic people as other countries, but we are in an important amount and we are like all together, like we support each other. Like we have a lot of, um, uh, there are a lot of groups on Facebook about uh, Mexicans. Uh, Hispanic so there you you just read all the people that it's like sharing their, their stuff that are selling things so everybody help each other so you really see that everybody in the community help each other also uh, I know I'm, I'm here working at the chamber I know that we, there's a lot of organizations that sees for, for, for example um, STL Juntos that I know you you, you are part of that organization, Gabriela. I think that's an amazing initiative because everything that you do in that is for, for St. Louis, for the community. So uh, working here at the chambers um, just gave me a lot of, uh, uh, I realize all the things or the resources that St. Louis has for people that, for, that, 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 that me that are like, uh, like I'm Hispanic, que no soy de aquí, pues. Entonces, también eso, el, eso me hace sentir que pertenezco, ¿no? Porque algunas veces al inicio era como, pues, I think I'm not belonging here because it's not my country, I, I didn't born here. Pero trabajar en la chamber me hizo sentir que sí pertenezco aquí, porque hay más personas como yo, que no soy la única que estoy aquí. Entonces, eso también me hizo ver que, no estoy sola, que hay mucha gente como yo y que St. Louis también tiene muchos resources para la gente como yo que, que llegó aquí por X razón. Entonces, mm. la verdad es que sí, es, es, es muy, muy, muy padre estar aquí y, y estar involucrada en la comunidad eh, hispana en St. Louis. I was going to say that porque siento que has aportado mucho. So I think that's a big part too, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. También, it, I think that's one of the best things that I love uh, about my job, that I help the community. 
Uh, I love to help the members um, uh, to create their videos, to create uh, banners, to create anything for help them. I, I love it. I, I love to help them in English and Spanish. Uh, also to make all the programs, for example, the golf, the HLI, that we help the leaders to improve their skills. So um, the Hispanic leaders. So it's really amazing all the programs that the chamber has. And I am very happy. I'm very proud that I'm in charge of those things. So, um, yes, I am just very happy that I am in the community and in some way I am helping the community. Exactly, exactly. I think you're touching just so many bastantes puntos importantes, ¿no? Mucho, mucho de lo que estás hablando en realidad siento que va a ser este, eh, reflejado en cómo muchos de nosotros nos sentimos y este, cómo nosotros nos desarrollamos when we just got here. And another I thought beautifully way that you put it is belonging. Si pertenezco aquí. So I, I want to ask you that. How are you, um, how are you, how do you see yourself in this country? In the sense of, do you feel you can be your true self? Do you want to be your true self? Uh, do you think you belong? Talk a little bit more about that process for you. At the beginning, I was afraid to talk in Spanish in the street, in the supermarket, in the grocery store, I mean, the malls. I was afraid to talk in Spanish because I was thinking, no, they are going to hear me and they're going to look at me like, what are you doing here? So all the time I was asking my husband, let's talk in English and let's practice. But then it was not just for practice. It was because I was afraid that maybe the people's going to be rude with us because we are speaking Spanish. So, yes, at the beginning, I was afraid of, of that because I was feeling that I was not in my country, was like in a different one. But then working at the chamber, I realized that it doesn't matter. I mean, that. I mean, I realize also that in este, in este país, not just in St. Louis, in Estados Unidos, there are many people, there are many immigrants. I mean, it's just not Mexico. We have Puerto Rico, Cuba, Venezuela, Panama. I mean, there is a whole world. Hay muchísima gente aquí que, que viene a Estados Unidos for any reason. So then I, I think it doesn't matter. I mean, it's if Spanish is my language and I want to talk in, in the street, in the grocery store, I'm going to do it because it's my, my language. I'm proud of being a Mexican. And yes, I am Mexican. And I'm here because because we are here for any reason. And and yes, I am I'm proud of it. And I'm, I'm not going to be ashamed of that. So at the beginning, it was it was hard for me, but now we are very, very, very uh, confiados. O sea, ya como si de verdad estuviéramos aquí forever and ever. Entonces, uh, y realmente como me veo aquí, de hecho, actually, a nosotros nos encantaría vivir aquí forever, in St. Louis, específicamente, because we were thinking, well, maybe Kansas City or Chicago or maybe another state. But no, I mean, we really love St. Louis because it's like a... Um, it's an amazing city to live. Sometimes everybody sees like, oh, Chicago is amazing. You know, it's Chicago, Chicago. No, we also have our things. Yes, we, have, yes. we, have we have our first park. We have important things, not just Chicago. So it's like, <laughs> we, I really, we really love living here. So um, nosotros seríamos felices de quedarnos aquí, de hacer nuestra familia aquí. Um, eh, porque es, es un lugar tranquilo para vivir, nadie te juzga, la verdad. Eh, una vez que conoces a la comunidad, ves que realmente perteneces aquí, ¿no? Hasta ahorita nosotros nunca nos hemos sentido eh, agredidos o nadie nunca nos ha tratado mal. O sea, nunca, nunca hemos sentido algo por parte 
de gente aquí que vive aquí nunca. Siempre nos han recibido súper bien. Yeah. And I'm going to play the devil's advocate because I have told my husband since we moved to St. Louis, I'm just waiting for somebody to tell me to not speak in Spanish. But but I also feel having worked at the chamber, Fernanda, that we do live in a bubble every day. And so we, when I think back, we have the protection of the chamber. So it gives us a certain confidence. So I wonder que si hay personas que no tienen esa misma confianza y ese mismo sentimiento de que son parte de la comunidad. And so, I mean, honestly, it just goes back to why we're having these conversations. I love that you've had a great experience, but I also know some people that maybe didn't have such a good experience, right? So that's why these conversations are so important and not everybody will have the same journey. That's fine, we're all different people, um, but how do we help other people have this wonderful experience that you, Alejandro and I have had? And I think a lot of that has to do with participating and being engaged, um, finding what are you passionate about And then helping, by helping your passion through helping the community, I feel like that's a big outcome that gets us to where we are right now. Because I know Alejandro loves living here and I had lived here before and I didn't like it so much, but I do love it now um, mm -hmm. because it's been a different experience, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I would say, I would ask you, uh, you know, again, is there anything specific that you wish that you had had or a lesson learned that you can tell someone like, don't do this or do this or talk to this person? Because we also want to uplift all the people in the organizations that have helped you feel that you are welcome and belong in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think that my, my advice is that, for example, I have this journey so amazing. And I think it's because thanks of the chamber, because I work here, because I, I, that's why I was able to be in the Hispanic community. But what if I was not in the in the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce? What if I just got another job in another corporation? Maybe at this moment I was maybe my journey maybe we were different, you know. So maybe my advice was if you are moving, if you are arriving to a different country look for um, a chamber or look for a community, for an institution, for a group, look for somebody, uh, o sea, busca un grupo eh, en, el que, en el que te puedas unir. So you can join in that group, so you can be part of it, you can participate in networking events. So I think that if you are new in any country, just don't stay at your home and with your family and that's it. Try to mm -hmm. search groups, try to connect with people. Because I had the opportunity here because of the chamber. Because if not, I am pretty sure that maybe that was not something that I would do. I mean, si no fuera por la chamber, estoy segura que no hubiera conectado con la comunidad hispana. Because maybe, no, no sabía que lo tenía que hacer. Because maybe I didn't know that exists a Hispanic community. But I'm sure that in each country, it has to be a group, a community, a chamber. So my advice, my consejo, my tip, it's always find one in your country, always find to connect with people. Um, don't stay in your, in, your, in your circle. Like this is all the things that, uh, that I know that exist just because it's my circle. No, like get out of your circle, circle. like um, <laughs> search for another things, for another community institutions, be part of, participate, volunteer. Because if you do all those things, 
you learn from different people, you connect with different people, you meet you you meet different people. So that's like my my tip that I that I'm que me gustaría darle a la gente, ¿no? Que que siempre traten de conectar con la gente, que siempre va a haber más allá de lo que ustedes creen, pero para eso tienen que buscar y el que busca encuentra. Entonces siempre va a haber algo para, para cada persona. That's true. That's true. I I absolutely agree with you. Uh, whether it is uh, an affinity group that uh, you know, puede ser que a ti te guste el voleibol, then find mm -hmm. a group that does voleibol. Maybe a ti te gusta el soccer. Maybe a ti te gusta el arte o te gusta cocinar. There are there will be some groups somewhere that will be like you said. You know, um, that will provide the community for you. And so as we um, uh, reach our 30 minute uh, mark, I want to ask you this question that we're gonna uh, that we ask all of our guests. What does autentico mean to you? Autentico. Bueno, autentico en para mí significa que seas tú. Autentico es que no le copies a nadie, que tú tengas tu personalidad, que tu personalidad sea auténtica, que no porque estés en otro país te hagas como la gente de este país. Tú eres diferente, tú vienes de tu propio país, tú eres auténtica. Entonces, no cambies, no 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 cambies porque estás en otro país, no no, si tú tienes tus costumbres, tus, eh, tus valores, eh, ahora sí que manténlos y sea auténtico eh, con tu personalidad, contigo mismo. Entonces, para mí auténtico es justo eso, ¿no? Que las personas que se cambian, eh, que se mueven de su país, que mantengan esa, esa autenticidad, ¿no? Que, que, los defi que los define desde que nacieron, desde que se desarrollaron y que conforme fueron creciendo, fueron desarrollando su personalidad. Entonces, para mí, este podcast que se llame Auténtico, para mí eso, eso significa, ¿no? Que mantengas quién eres tú sin importar en dónde estés ni con quién estés. Hermoso, hermoso. Me encanta. Me encanta que hables de eso porque también todo eso relaciona nuevamente a quién soy y cómo me identifico, ¿no? How do I identify myself? So, as we close out, I just want to say that we are so excited to have you, Fernanda. We are so excited. I'm excited to meet you because I hadn't really gotten to know you, and I look forward to working with you again. Um, the other thing is that this topic of identity is a different journey for all of us and one that will continue to develop as we experience life, right? Um, so that's another reason that Alejandro and I are just beyond the moon, I guess, if you will, to have guests like Fernanda at future episodes to share their stories. And our hope is that their journeys will resonate with you and that they will open doors or a connection or even a mindset that will help you reach your dreams and goals. Because at the end of the day, and we talked about this in the podcast, we all want to belong to something that's bigger than ourselves. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is we have had so much interest in this topic that I set up a link where you can record your message with your thoughts um, that we could share in a future episode. So I'll put that in the comments after the episodes airs where you could just record your thoughts on identity or how you identify or what Authentico means to you, um, but really just beyond excited to be here and to have these conversations and looking forward to a lot more. I know. I, I, I am really excited again about the reception and uh, everybody, you know, liking and commenting that they were excited. And uh, we want you to keep that um, um, happiness and, and uh, participate in the comments or by sharing your story, like Gabriela said. 
I think, Fernanda, your conversation today was really, really interesting, and we really appreciate you taking the time to come here, but then also of sharing your story, of opening to uh, to the audience, to us. I think that what you said today is really going to be helping people that are going to be listening to this, people that may be in the, um, at the beginning stages of moving, that they just moved here, that may not be in St. Louis, but that are somewhere else, because I think mm -hmm. this is applicable for, for many other places. So um, we really thank you for sharing your story with us. And again, we will hear you all next time. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and uh, to listen to us and listen to our guest. Uh, make sure to like us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, like us on LinkedIn, and we'll be around. So again, participate and we'll see you in the next time. Thank you so much, everybody. Gracias. Adios. Thank you, Thank you everybody. Bye. Bye.